welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary, your weekly glimpse into the life of indie author Paul Teague. Find out how many words got written over the past seven days, hear what's on the planning board, and discover the tips and tools which Paul is using to self-publish his books and get them selling as fast as possible. This is Paul's Podcast Diary, and here's your show host, Paul Teague. Hello and welcome to Paul's Podcast Diary. This accompanies podcast episode number 22 and is first broadcast on Monday the 1st of August 2016. Can't believe that it's August already and the murder place progress is good. I've got another 10,000 words written this week in spite of it being an incredibly busy week for seeing clients, teaching and doing all the other things. I actually had an unexpected family event to attend this week, so I had to shuffle everything around a little bit. But I've managed to reach my target of 50,000 words. I did say in a recent episode that the problem at the moment is that all the family are on holiday, and it changes my routine. But I have actually already recalibrated that routine to cope with the family being around. What I've found is that on these light summer mornings, I do wake up really early. So it's absolutely no problem for me to get up at six o'clock. And by 8.30, I can have 3,000 words written. That's before any of the family are surfacing. So I'm writing two lots of 1,500 words. I've got that done by 8.30, put the kettle on, take a cup of tea to my wife and have a yak. And then what I'm doing then, I've only got another 2,000 words to get done during that day. And because I've broken the back of it nice and early in the morning, 2,000 is nothing. It's about an hour and a half to two hours writing for me. So at about 11 o'clock, 10, 11 o'clock, when we've had breakfast, had a cup of tea, had a yak, you know, looked at the post, all of those things, and then back to it. And by the time we've got to lunchtime, I've got my writing done for the day and the rest of the day is clear to do more informal things. That's working really well for me, so I'm happy with that. It means the writing is going to get done over summer. And as I say, it's no problem to be getting up at six o'clock at this time of the morning. Wind the clock forward, you know, <laughs> another four months when it's dark in the mornings, and that's going to change completely. But at the moment, I'm good to go at six. I stayed with my brother down south this week. I had a train journey to do down to Milton Keynes, and I stayed with my brother and I managed to, well, I was going to have to shuffle my, my diary around. I was going to have to write on Sunday. And I managed to avoid that because I managed to fit in three shorter stints of writing. When I was at my brother's, I was there for two nights. I woke up at six o'clock really early again. Didn't want to disturb anybody in the house. I brought my computer with me. It was my Chromebook, actually. I didn't have access to my usual software like Scrivener. And I didn't have access to uh, Novel Factory, which I usually have open when I'm writing. So I had to do without those, and I wrote directly into Google Drive, and I used Google Drive offline. The other thing I realized is I couldn't remember quite where I was up to in the story, and because I had access to Dropbox, <laughs> you won't believe the lengths you have to go through to write, I actually managed to hack into the RTF files of Scrivener, which is just the background files that make Scrivener work. It's like the, the writing without the, the software to manage it. And you can get into those through Dropbox. That allowed me to browse my writing that I'd just finished, then pick up the story. So I was quite pleased I was able to do that. And that meant that on the, when was that, my brothers, the, the Friday morning and the Saturday morning, I was able to write one and a half thousand words by 7 38 o'clock when we got up. And then when I was, on the train on the way back today, first thing I did before I turned on any of the stuff that I downloaded from Amazon Prime to watch was I got straight to it, head down, 
and type the next 2,000 words, meaning that I've got my 5,000 words done and I'm not going to have to type on Sunday now. Very happy about that. That takes me up to 50,000 words. Going away for a short break, uh, what is it, from Friday next week, I want to be at two-thirds completed with the first draft by the time we go away. So another 10,000 words to write next week. Then I can leave the book at two-thirds, and then when I come back home, we're going to be into the final run of the book, where all the bodies get delivered and all the crises all come to a head at that point. And then I'll probably write that quite fast because I get a little bit excited when I get to, to all of those bits. I hope then to have that book, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure now, barring touchwood illness or disaster or whatever, um, that book's going to be done by the end of August. Very pleased about that. And then I move straight on to book three. And these books really are writing themselves, actually, because book three, all the characters, the I haven't quite got the, the scenario yet, but it, it'll come. But I got all the bits in position and we're already positioning people in book two. They'll all be where they need to be at the end of this book. And then book three will probably just um, follow in a natural way. Got a couple of ideas about what that's going to be about. Not quite there yet. I think when I get into the final straight with book two, it'll become much clearer where we're going with that. So here's how it's going to work then. I, I got it all planned out this week. I'm going to release the three thrillers 31st of January. I've contacted my proofreader, Helen Fazal, and you could check out Helen in her interview on episode 13. She's talking about how she does all the proofreading and what's involved in that. Helen has got the first book at the moment. I booked the second book in for the end of September. The third book is booked in for Helen at the end of October, November, at the end of November. And then I hope to send a novella to Helen at the end of December. And then we should they should all be ready to go by the 31st of January. That's a really tight release schedule. Book one is going to start going to agents, publishers. It's going to come to York with me for the Festival of Writing. That's going to be ready at the end of August to, to do that. So a very, very tight writing, checking, editing, publishing schedule. That's what I hope to hit. I really need to get these thrillers out there fast. And because I'm a self-publisher, I need to write in series. I want to have a free book to give away, but these are 90,000 word books. If I can avoid it, I don't want to be giving away a 90,000 word book. So I'm going to create a 50,000 word novella. That I'm going to write during NaNoWriMo month in November, and that is going to be the feeder story or a feeder, something related to the stories which happen in the thriller to get people into the thrillers. But I don't want to be giving away a ninety to 100,000 word book for free if I can avoid it. That's the plan. Now, feeding into that plan is my non-fiction books. What helped me to set that schedule was my non-fiction books. I am going to take those out of circulation at the end of January. I'm going to place them. I've taken them out of Draft to Digital Now and Google Play, where I send barely any copies. And I've placed them into Kindle, where I do shift copies. They're going to stay in KDP Select Now for two 90-day periods. And that takes me to about the 25th of January. That's six non-fiction books in KDP Select, and they're going to be there for six months now. And during that six months, I'm going to run price promos and free promos. I'm going to really thrash them and get them high in the charts, in the free download charts, because I know I can do that. And just going to you know, bleed the last life 
out of those books. But the, the problem with those books, they were always strategic. The problem with writing books about LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, and all of that is that stuff changes so fast. I knew that when I did it. Um, and I'll have had, I'll have got about two years use out of those books, but they're not the sort of book that you can publish and they're there forever. I need to come up with something that I can write that is more uh, generic, that is good to be long lasting, more evergreen is the word I'm looking for, I guess, for nonfiction, because I do want to write nonfiction, but it ain't going to be those books. Now, I use those books a lot in the, the consultancy, the training work that I do. So if I spend a day with a group of business people teaching them Facebook, I give them access to those books. They've helped me also to build value for people attending my courses. And often people will get one of the books and, and, and buy more of the books. It's, it's worked really well for me, running my teaching work alongside those books. So they will have justified or more than justified the effort. We've shifted a lot of those books and uh, certainly the WordPress and the Facebook uh, copies, the editions, they sell very well. Now I may... We'll see how I feel at the time and we'll see how many changes there are on Facebook and how much work is involved. I may keep the Facebook and the WordPress book going. Not sure about that yet because they sell well. They sell well in physical book form and they sell well in digital form. But I'll keep them on Amazon only if I do. Alternatively, I might save the WordPress book because it's a really good book and WordPress doesn't change very much. I might give that away for free through my blog as lead bait. Not quite sure yet. But the idea is that by taking the non-fictions off the shelf, I want to free up the P. Teague author name for thrillers. I'm going to use Paul Teague for the sci-fi dystopian stuff. I'm going to use P. Teague for the thrillers. And I haven't quite worked out what I'm doing with the non-fiction yet. I'm probably going to attach the non-fiction to P. Teague. So you may get Facebook and WordPress on that author name still. Or they may just disappear from Kindle. And then at some point in the future, I don't know when, I'll try and write an evergreen non-fiction book because I do want to write non-fiction to it. Non-fiction is a lot easier to sell as well. I know that sounds very complicated, but I just want to give you an insight into my thought processes with this. What I can't bring myself to do at the moment is that I don't want to write under a pseudonym. I, I do wish I've mentioned this before, but I wish I had a middle name and then I could have a third author name I might come up with something I don't know I play on maybe my dad's name or something like that something that I can play around with just just to have another name that that's recognizable as me but I don't really want to hide behind a pseudonym I kind of want those books out there with my my name on <laughs> it might be something I need to get over but uh, but we'll see we'll, we'll, we'll get on with that I did want to mention actually just excuse me while I whiz across the room there's a new book that I got this week it arrived in the post and it's by Ashley Lister, who I've interviewed, and Ashley's going to be a future guest of the podcast. I bought Ashley's book, How to Write Erotic Fiction and Sex Scenes, and that's arrived in the post today. The book's extremely informative about the language that you should use and the which which person you should tell the story from and all the conventions of erotic fiction. Really, really interesting book. That's now sitting on the shelves, along with all my other non-fiction books, and I can have a look at it whenever I need to and I'll be giving it a read and it'll be informing my my sex scenes in the books 
already after interviewing Ashley, I've made a couple of changes to those sex scenes because he made some really good points. It's really worth listening out to that interview, which is coming up in a couple of weeks' time on the podcast. And, and the book is well worth buying too if you're writing that kind of scene or you want to write that kind of scene in your books. Got some more podcast recordings uh, done. I can't, I can't actually uh, believe how far ahead I am with the podcast recordings. Very good. I've booked in my first USA guest. I, um, I did it. I think was it last weekend over the weekend. I booked in my first USA guest, who's called Jennifer Blanchard. Now, Jennifer came to my attention because her Huffington Post article was being shared on the web, and I read the Huffington Post article, which was called "Why I'm." writing and publishing I think it was something like how many books was it 12 books over the year something like that it was a phenomenal number of books and I read the article and I really liked where Jennifer was coming from she was basically saying I've been selling a handful of books I'm a self-publisher I need to ramp this up and get something sorted out so the way I'm going to do that is I'm going to write a lot of books and get them out there I'm going to stop messing around and just get lots of books written and I completely identified with it because that's exactly where I am at the moment I want to get my fiction book count up to 10 by the end of the year I need to up the fiction book book total and count um and, and you can't hang around in self-publishing you need to get them out there you know fast you need to get them edited high quality and all of that so Jennifer's article really resonated with me and I thought, well, I need to speak to you. We need to get you booked in. And I thought, oh, she won't touch my, she won't touch my uh, podcast with a barge pole if she's just been in the Huffington Post. But she was straight back to me and she's booked in and I'm interviewing her on Monday. Really looking forward to that. Um, I haven't been avoiding USA guests, uh, on purpose. It was just that I had a lot of UK based events. And I just figured that the people I met with a network at those events, I'd put on the podcast. And then when those events stopped after September, so the last of those is going to be um, the York Festival of Writing. I'm trying to work out whether I can get down for the next author school in September as well at the moment. But because I pick up so many guests from these events, I, I just didn't think I'd have time to, to expand my horizons. But I'm in the zone now, so I am looking for USA guests. I'm looking for the kind of people that we wouldn't normally hear and who have the kind of stories that will resonate with new or aspiring self-published authors. So Jennifer is going to be the first of my USA guests and I, I look forward to speaking to many more. And somebody else who I'm talking to about getting an interview at the moment is a lady called Ali Luke. Um, I can't remember how I discovered Ali. It's funny on online. You, you find people online, you have a look at their site, you follow them on social media, you realise that they're sharing a lot of value, they've got some great experience. And then those are the kind of people that make it to my podcast, particularly those who I haven't heard of before. And and I'm, gen I'm generally trying to avoid people who are doing the rounds, the kind of people that you'll hear on all the other podcasts. I'm trying to find new guests and, and bring in new voices that you might not have heard before. Now, I think Ali, Ali is a little bit on the scene. She's done a, a few uh, interviews that I found online. But uh, why I was really, really interested in Ali is that Ali wrote um, Publishing eBooks for Dummies, which is actually another book on my shelf to my right here. And it was the first book I bought when I decided to self-publish. I hadn't realised that Ali had written that. I, I was looking at her author training support services and I was checking out her self-published books. And then I, I just stumbled across the fact that she wrote a For Dummies book, the first book I ever looked at when I started doing all of this. So I thought, well, I've got to talk to Ali. And Ali's in the UK as well. So I contacted Ali again. 
you, you never quite know whether people are going to say yes or no when you when you contact them. Ali said yes, got to fit it in around family commitments and we're waiting to book a date at the moment. But again, I'm really looking forward to talking to Ali and about her own self-publishing, but also about how she came to write her for Dummies book, which is quite a nice thing to, to have in your author repertoire. I've been getting ready to evolve this podcast over the past week or so. I ordered a job lot of new voice jingles for the podcast um, from Fiverr over last weekend. They came in, I think they came in Sunday night, Monday morning, something like that. And I just wanted to evolve the podcast. I always had a plan for the podcast, but my my first plan was making sure I could keep the thing going. Um, I need to keep it's sustainable. I need to be able to keep writing. And what I didn't want to be able want to be in a position to do was just constantly chasing my tail, trying to to find guests, and then find that the podcast was stopping me writing because that would be crazy if I was doing a podcast about writing, then I had no time to write because of it. I didn't want that to happen. Now I've got much more of a feel of the ebb and flow of the podcast now. How long it takes me to find guests? Uh, how long it takes me to do the work? So it's time to move in a couple of the features that I wanted to do. Now, I'm, I'm, you're not going to see these until after episode 30. I'm going to start factoring them in. So I'm hoping that Ali Luke is going to be interview number 30, which takes me to the end of September. And then after September, so into October, I hope, touch wood again, touching a lot of wood in this diary, I'm hoping that I'm going to be able to start this these new little inserts in October. I've got to find a time-effective way of recording them, but I've got the jingles done and mixed and they're ready. So I've got some new jingles done, uh, they've got the voice pieces done, and over the week I've been mixing them with the music. You'll hear the first of those. I decided to get a decent one for the diary because, I, again, originally the diary was going to be connected to the main podcast, but because I was doing podcasts of about 40, 50-minute interviews, um, I thought it was a bit long with, with the diary. The, the show's getting a little bit long. So I, I decided to separate off the diaries and just market test them and just see what people think of them. They're getting plenty of plays. The feedback, the verbal feedback I'm getting is that people seem to appreciate them. Um, if you're listening to this right now, I would really be grateful if you dropped me an email at paul at paultig.com and told me whether you find uh, value in, in the diaries, which I hope you do. But what I'm, I'm, I'm aiming to do is to have little five-minute inserts, um, one which is provisionally called the Author Platform Bootcamp, and also something called uh, Writing Resources, where I just share the resources that I'm using and some of my kind of geeky web tips, the kind of stuff I'm teaching businesses all the time about building websites, creating Facebook pages, using Twitter properly. Just little, very short little inserts so that I can just pass on practical information how-to kind of information and then I feel if we've got interviews with with people who could give pass on their tips and techniques if we've got my diary so you can hear what I'm doing every week you can hear literally how the writing is getting done and the problems I'm having and how I'm dealing with those on a week-by-week basis and then if we throw in some some learning and, and some teaching in there because the the kind of boot camp stuff the the tech geeky stuff is what I do as a day job and I'm keen to share some of that and if I get time, I'd like to do some little tutorials on my paulteague.com blog illustrating this stuff. I feel like we'll have what I hope will be a really valuable service for new and aspiring authors. I've got to work out how to do this. What I'm, what I'm thinking is I'm just looking at my planning board here. I'm going to try. What I reckon I've got to do is, is batch produce them. So I, I need essentially a recording day to get 14 done at one go. 
And I, I know I've, I, plan, I always planned out a year before I even started the podcast. I've planned out a year of what these things would be. I know I've got enough to keep me going for a long time. So I, I reckon I'm going to have to batch record these 14 at a time. And then that'll keep me going for the next quarter of a year. And I think that's probably the best way for me to manage it. What I'm looking for now is is a day when I can schedule that and get them recorded and see how much time and how much hassle it is to get them done. And if it works, you'll start to hear those dripping in, I hope, from October. Now, the other thing with this podcast that I'm just thinking through, I'm listening to a new podcast in Australia, and I've just got my phone here. I'm just going to very quickly, I should have prepared this. I do beg your pardon. I should have, I should have this information at my fingertips. Let me just go to my uh, my podcast app on my phone. I'm listening to a new Australian podcast, and it's quite a long podcast for writers, and it has quite a lot of content in there. There's a, there's a lot of stuff going on in the podcast. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it on my phone. I can't I can't remember what it's called. Uh, really really good new podcast that I've just listened, just discovered, but it goes on for over an hour, which is kind of where mine's going to be if I put all this together with the interview the diary, and the inserts. So I'm listening to that. I'm going to start listening to that every week now because it's a good podcast, and then see how I feel about the the duration, the longer duration. Effectively, it's like a, a radio show with different segments and sequences in, which is what mine will be if if I, I use all these drop-ins in one show. So I'm thinking about that. You know, Do I do a longer one, or is it going to provide more value? Is it going to be easier to access if I release it in smaller parts? Just working my way through that one at the moment. Again, if you've any thoughts on that, if you have a strong preference for short episodes or you're quite happy with a longer show, because again, I, I, I've got a great little app on my phone here uh, called Beyond Pod. That's what I use to listen to podcasts. And I can stop and start them and listen to different ones. It's it's perfectly easy to do. So if you have any thoughts about that, let me know because it will help me to, to get this podcast just the way that you want it and in the most useful format for you. That's it for this week's diary uh got to squeeze in another ten thousand words next week i'm just looking at my weekly planner here so my writing days this week are tuesday and wednesday we go away from friday for a couple of days with the family no writing will get done then i'm not even going to try to get any writing done then that's my recovery and creative time for coming up with loads of ideas for when i come and finish it i hope to be at the two-thirds mark by the time i record my next diary I'll be recording my next diary earlier next week so that I can, I can skedaddle and enjoy uh, my break. I hope we'll be at the two-thirds mark then, all ready for that home straight with the next book and ready to move on to thriller number three. <laughs> Ambitious targets, but we seem to be getting there. Touch wood, we seem to be getting there. Thank you very much for listening. As always, if you have any comments about this segment of the podcast, the podcast in general, or stuff that you'd like to hear, then you can email me at any time at paul at paulteague.com and I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening to Paul's Podcast Diary. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast feed to hear next week's update and find out how many words get produced over the next seven days. Until then, we hope you have a great week of writing.